1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for your
0: daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is The Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Welcome into the show. Glad you are here for The Daily Score. I am Mark Rody, along with our executive producer, Ray Diaz. And, yeah, you know, I continue to want to find um, verification, validation, confirmation that what Justin Fields has done the last two weeks is legitimate. And I can't call it yet. I'm not going to sit here and say... That after two weeks of really terrific quarterback play from Justin Fields, that okay, it's on and it is clicked and it is real and it's never going to go away again. Um, you know, there's no way that I would say that at this point. But one of my goals throughout this week, whether at Hallis Hall or on the score, is to ask people and find out is it legitimate what Justin Fields has done now in back to back weeks? Uh, One against a a bad defense in Denver, one against a better defense in Washington, but not great and didn't seem to have a good game plan, Uh, but one with a sturdy defensive front and good on the Bears' offensive line to have quelled that to a large degree, but One of the guys that was on the score today, I was filling in for Matt Spiegel on the Parkinson Spiegel show, and we had Chase Daniel on a weekly visitor to that program who was going to break down the Justin Fields tape every week or each of his games. So we posed that question to the former Bears quarterback, now analyst Chase Daniel. Is what's going on with Justin Fields real?
1: Even if it's Denver and Washington, it doesn't matter because you still have, they're still an NFL football team. Right. There's still an NFL football team. You still have to go out there, make the throws. And what I'm seeing is different than just like, hey, it's bad defensive plays. I'm seeing really good throws, okay? And what I'm seeing is growth. I'm not saying it's going to continue because I don't know. No one knows. No one has a glass mirror ball, right? But you continue to look at how his progression is, and that's what I care about. I don't care about the throws, they're great. You got to make them. I care about the progression week in and week out. And he's just continuing to climb that ladder. He's just continuing to get better every single week and that is all you can ask for. And that at the end of the day brings confidence, right? In this league, success is the only thing that can bring confidence to a young quarterback trying to find his way, and that's what's happening right now with Justin Fields.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, that's Chase Daniel. Success is happening, you know, for the last 2 weeks Success is happening. And look, if against Minnesota this week, he sucks and he throws two picks, I'm not going to revert back to, yeah, okay, he sucks. Um, You know, I'm not ready. I, uh, God, I hope I don't do that. I mean, that'd be some major flip-floppage because I am, as I've told you guys, I am just back in that place of, okay, this is there has been a the the cor- I don't know if anything clicked, but the there the they have turned the corner here in terms of Justin Fields or he has in some regard. Doesn't mean he's gonna be good or elite or anything like that, but he has turned a corner. How about that? And I want to see if this continues to to grow. Because now now we've seen it. Now like now we don't have to use like college Justin Fields as a reference all the time, which we do, which I've done too many times. Like the guy threw it. He was great in college, man. He threw through the ball. Now we have a reference point for, yes, he is capable of dominating a game as we've seen with his arm. And we've seen that in the last two weeks. So if nothing else, there is a new reference point, at least there is in my opinion. So that was Chase Daniel, who is, like I said, just great once a week here on the score. Um, and then the other guy that uh, we talked to on the afternoon, Sean Parkinson Spiegel, was the great Peter King of NBC and other places. And that is what I brought up to him was the fact that this win, and you know this, that this win did wonders for the Bears in terms of quieting everything. The 40-20 to 20 win over Washington on Thursday night because it was so loud off the field, on the field, everywhere. And it is amazing what a win can do, a convincing win, a win in which your first round quarterback played really well, just really quieted a lot. There's still the stuff is still you know bubbling, but it is sunk to some degree. And um, yeah, brought that up to Peter King in terms of how we're supposed to look at this team right now in terms of winning and Justin Fields and everything that has been the Bears and maybe everything that is the Bears based on this, this past week. Everything, obviously, is a lot better than it was before last week,
1: but, but just look at the direction of the Bears right now. Basically, three of the last four halves of football have been winning and almost, you'd call it, dominant football. And so it's not one or two or three series. It's not fluky. It's essentially, you know, this is the team that Ryan Paul's built for the most part. This is the player he went out and traded for. It might not have been that DJ Moore was his first choice with Carolina, but be that as it may, he is a legitimate top receiver. And that is what the Bears needed most of all. And so they've made the right moves. Let's see what happens. You know, teams, after five weeks, it's impossible. Like I've, I've been saying to people about the yeah. Cowboys, will everybody just stop, please, with, you know, the Cowboys season is over. You know, they have beat an NFL playoff team by 40 to start this season. They just beat Bill Belichick by 35. They had a terrible loss on Sunday, but there's a lot of teams that would like Dallas Cowboys' problems right now. So I think you have to be careful overplaying one game. But, I mean, the last two weeks, you got to like what you've seen out of the Bears.
0: <laughs> he almost derailed himself with that Dallas segment. I, I didn't I didn't really uh, or the Dallas tangents. I didn't in real time during that interview. I didn't realize how tangled up he was getting himself Peter King worked up over the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. It's good, man. Like after all those years doing it, man, you can still get pissed off about some that damn Cowboys. Man. You notice that, Ray? I mean, that's what happened. He just got all wound up about that. Them cowboy. But he got back. He got back. And I loved that he said the bears were almost dominant. Like that's kind of like, right. And that's why I like it said during the, you know, I was like, amen, because the bears almost look dominant. They almost look dominant against Washington. I don't know if we're ready to use that word just based on how bereft of dominance the bears had been previously, but that is something. So, um, and then, you know, he actually used the words, not fluky. So that's nice to hear as well. Um, Yeah. No other part too, with the, we talk about it clicking and things finally falling into place and turning the corner the offensive line has kind of showing some signs of that as well i mean the protection did you see those those pockets that the Bears created in that game. So um, it's it would be really weird, almost though, to say that it clicked that night, just because of all the moving parts with the offensive line, that you had Lucas Patrick starting at center, and by the end of the game, Cody Whitehair was your starting center. Tevin Jenkins, who had been doing some rotating with, with uh, Cody Whitehair at left guard, was, you know, in there by the end. Um, Jatari Carter made an appearance. And Nate Davis, man, I mean, kind of worth the wait. Like Nate Davis has been very good in the last couple of weeks, the two games that he has played in. Um, he's the one that he and uh, Darnell Wright opened up the big hole for uh, Khalil Herbert in the first quarter, the 35-yard burst, which really set a tempo in terms of controlling the football. So things are – you know, and Darnell Wright, you know, I'd have to talk to a higher authority than – than I when it comes to really breaking down the fundamentals of an offensive lineman but like darn all right like he's he's a guy that's getting people to look at him and say yeah that's that's a pretty good product that you have there um can't wait until Braxton Jones is back as well you know Larry Borum while I guess you could probably call him the weak link of the offensive line he's been fine and I guess fine is probably about what one would expect out of a swing tackle um in Larry Borum but I gotta give a lot of credit to what the offensive line has been able to do this week I assume that this week we are going to see Tevin Jenkins as, that's it he will be the the lone guy at left guard back in full force all of that um, but what I don't know yet is who, what, what happens at center now? Is that, is it back to white hair? Is Lucas Patrick, he's got the concussion. He may very well just be out to make that decision a little bit more clear, but there is some things that need to be situated. Um, one other thing too, and we'll talk more about it as the week goes on. I definitely want to see Justin Fields take another step this week. And that is to kind of Work on getting chemistry with people with more of these guys too. Like the look, the DJ Moore gives you two thirty and three every week. That's fine, but I love to see some some confidence built with Darnell Mooney. Um, you know, you know, you're going to need that um, eventually because teams will there will be periods in games now more than ever where DJ Moore is taken away. So you want to see him start to build that with other receivers as well, um, and obviously he can do that. We have we have seen that for sure. For sure, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for, the uh, uh, what's your name? Ray Diaz. Ray. Yeah. Ray, Ray Diaz, the executive producer of the daily score. I am Mark Grody. I will talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye.